Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, film geeks, today's class is all about The Royal Hotel, the latest thriller from Australia. Let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, we are almost halfway through October. This year is flying by. It's ridiculous. This is my favorite month of the year. I need it to slow down. I love October. I love spooky season. And I'm also in the city of New Orleans. So, I mean, it's it, it, it's always interesting here on Halloween. And I, I'm a little, I don't want to say overwhelmed. Overwhelmed is not the word, but I'm like, holy crap. So you have a lot of interesting movies coming out in the next couple of weeks, right? And that includes November. And then November week, I have two movies I'm planning on seeing, Wish and Napoleon. Well, the tickets for Wish just went on sale. I went ahead and got my ticket. Now I have AMC A-list, which means I can reserve up to three movies at a time. They advertise it like you can um, reserve up to three movies a week, which you can see through three movies for free in a week with AMC A-list. But in reality, you can reserve up to three movies at a time. So I have a ticket reserved for Friday Night at Freddy's, and I also have a ticket reserved for the Marvels. So yeah, I went ahead and got my ticket for the Marvels. And I could have just reserved one for Wish, but the thing is that space doesn't free up until I see the movie. And that's just a long time to wait for that space to free up. So I went ahead and I bought a ticket for that Tuesday before. It comes out on a Wednesday. And it worked out fine, right? Because I have a $5 reward from AMC because I'm there all the time. For every $50 you spend, if you have like Premiere or A-List, you get a $5 reward. And it it stacks. It's easy to get. As much as I go to the movies, I get that reward every two to three weeks. So I had a $5 reward, which I'm actually going to get another reward this weekend. Here's the thing about AMC A-List, if you don't know, or if you're buying tickets in advance, is that the when you purchase a ticket and you know you have one point for every dollar, right? Those points sit in pending until you actually see the movie. Once you see the movie, your ticket is scanned. That's when those points are applied to 
your account. So when I go see Hunger Games this weekend on Sunday, I paid $15 for that ticket. I'm going to get an additional 15 points, which means I get another $5 reward that'll probably go towards popcorn for Killers of the Flower Moon, which I also purchased a ticket for because my reservations were filled up when those tickets went on sale. And I wanted that ticket like right then and there, went ahead and got it. So yeah, Marvel tickets are on sale. Wish tickets are on sale. I imagine it's not going to be too long before the Hunger Game tickets go on sale. Then you have Napoleon also coming out that week, which is on my calendar to see. So I'll probably be doing a double feature on that day, 3.30, I think, for Wish, and then probably like a 7 o'clock for Napoleon. So it'll allow me to get dinner in between. But yeah, this is my life. This is pretty much what I like to do. People are like, what do you like to do for fun? This is it, going to the movies. It's the only thing I enjoy doing that I spend any money on. Like, really, if I did not enjoy this as much as I do, I wouldn't do this. It's only because I love going to the movies so much that I do this. Like, in reality, people think, oh, you just do it for, you know, you." no, no, no. I genuinely love going to the movies. So this is so exciting for me. And I'm such a nerd about it. But yeah, like, keep on the lookout, y'all. If you're like me and you love going to the movies, you have a lot of movies on your list that you're aiming to see. Tickets are already starting to go on sale for stuff very, very early in preparation for, you know, Thanksgiving week and then that Christmas season. Oh, goodness. But yeah, that that's me wanting to share my nerdy little life with y'all. We're talking about the Royal Hotel, and I'm not going to keep y'all here super long. I don't feel like there's a whole lot to say about this movie. So this is the second movie that I've seen this year that's come out of Australia. The first one was Talk to Me, which I don't think I did a full review on for the podcast. I don't think I did one. I don't remember. I have to check that out. I can't remember or not. But talk to me. Everyone was like, oh, my God, this is like the scariest movie of the year. I didn't think it was scary at all. I thought it was a nice little thriller. I thought it was well done. But I just didn't find it scary. I was very confused when everyone was like, oh, my God, it's super scary. Well, now we have this movie, The Royal Hotel, directed by Kitty Green out of Australia. So Screen Australia and Neon. Neon is on the come up, y'all. Neon is doing the dang thing in terms of putting out movies. They're, I think, an independent distributor. But they're doing so well this year. They they have a lot of good stuff that they're putting out. And I don't know. I, I love seeing new names and new studio names pop up and just watching them grow. This kind of reminds me of Focus Features in the early 2000s when Focus Features was really on the come up, especially with Brokeback Mountain, really kind of broke the mold for them. There I go, being a nerd again. So The Royal Hotel, directed by Kitty Green. So yay, another female director. I think that's always exciting. I love the female perspective in film when it comes to direction because we look at things differently. Um, we, We notice different details. Men and women are so different. And I love seeing those differences displayed in art. I think our differences are just beautiful. I think our differences are amazing. And I I love it when we can celebrate or even take notice or enjoy or live in those differences. There's not many, you know, avenues in which women can put themselves in men's shoes or men can put themselves in women's shoes. You know, literature, film, music, you know, that that has a way of doing that for us. And I think film does this exceptionally well because as a female, she's able to tell a story through that female lens, which is very unique to women, and give men an opportunity to really understand and gain understanding. Now, don't think, don't hear me say men are stupid because there's always going to be that one person. Men are not dumb. Men are just different. Men and women are different. 
And I think the female lens, that, that, that female gaze, that female perspective in film is just fascinating because it's just so different. And we don't have a whole lot of female directors. So when they, they come along, I love to celebrate it because it's different. So Kitty Green, this is my first time that I can recollect seeing anything from her, which I am surprised because she, I believe, directed, it looks like, the um, a movie or a television show, something or other, Casting JonBenet. She was director, writer, and producer for Casting JonBenet. Why am I surprised I haven't seen that? It's because once upon a time, I was obsessed with the JonBenet Ramsey case. Obsessed. I actually had a website way back when dedicated to John Bonet. Like I knew that case forwards and backwards. So this, it, it's interesting to see what interests her. So this stars Jessica Henwick, Julia Garner, Hugo Weaving. Love him. You know, he's our, he's our V. James Frenchville, Toby Wallace, Daniel Henshaw. So a lot of new names for me. Julia Garner, though, she looks so familiar. I cannot place her face. I've looked through her, you know, resume and um, I, I I know I've seen her face. I know I know her. I just can't figure out where. Um, I, I'm a little frustrated. But this movie is a little bit different, I think. I, we're, I'm, I feel like we're starting to see more movies that center women in a way that's relevant to current culture. But this is the nature of film. Film does this sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Sometimes we're so wrapped up in what's going on in society that in a way to make sense of it, we put it in our art. And a lot of the conversations surrounding women, especially women's safety, women's boundaries, and all that jazz. Now, however you feel about that, I really don't care. But I I think this movie helps to illustrate what it's like being a woman, even if you're strong, even if you're tall, even if you're built, even if you're stacked, what it's like being a woman in a male space. I I think this movie paints that very well and allows us to kind of feel that tension. So let's talk about it. Now, what I enjoy about female directors that's a little bit different from male directors is the details. The details that we pay attention to, the the details that kind of matter to us that make a bit of a difference. I'm thinking about a movie that was on HBO Max. Um, Golly, the the name of the director, her name is Megan. I want to say Megan Park, but I don't think that's correct. I know she was on The Secret Life of American Teenager. I should know her name. But she directed a movie called Fallout that's on HBO Max, stars Maddie Ziegler and Jenna Ortega. And it's kind of it's about the aftermath of a school shooting. And there was something about. At the very beginning of the movie where Maddie is doing her contouring, it's just a little detail just to kind of assent to give us an idea as to who she is, her character, the the perfection in the contouring. It, I don't know. It's something. Even Jenna Ortega just using the bathroom, the way she's so reckless with it and just, you know, 
plopping down. There's no, you know, nothing proper or ladylike about it. It's just little itty bitty details that, that give us a picture of their personalities and their character. And I'm seeing a little bit of that here in the Royal Hotel. So this is about Hannah and Liv. They're Americans who are calling themselves Canadians and make a little joke at the beginning that everybody loves Canadians. So we don't exactly know where they're actually from, but they are not from Australia. They're traveling, backpacking, and they are having a good time on a boat. And then all of a sudden, you know, they run out of money. They have to get cash. And it's an interesting little metaphor, though, as they're on the bot, the boat, the bot, the boat, they go under a bridge, you know, this, you know, kind of a visual metaphor, a bridge over troubled water. And then we transition and we realize they have, they realize they have to get jobs. They go to an agency, which hooks them up with a bartending job in the middle of the outback. And Liv is excited because she's like, are there going to be kangaroos? Which is a question I would totally ask, by the way. Okay, look at, I want to see a kangaroo in the real life, in the, in the wild. Like, that would be amazing. Just to see, just to see something like that. You don't, things you just don't normally see. Okay? If I want to see an alligator, it's not that hard. For some people, that would be amazing. Like, oh my God, an alligator in the wild. Yeah, that's totally normal here. There's actually a college campus, this is off topic, but there's a college campus in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, about, golly, maybe two hours to my west. It's the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, and they have a self-sustaining kind of swamp in the middle of their campus, and there are gators in this swamp. No guardrails, no fences. It's just concrete that kind of separates. You You can sit on the ledge and look down, and there they are. Gators on a college campus. Like, that's Louisiana. So, I like... That's fascinating for some people. For us here, that's kind of normal now. That's my normal now. And I'm sure for people in Australia, kangaroos, that's your normal. For me, that would be so fascinating. It is such a relatable little moment, I think, for those of us in the States or in Canada who don't see kangaroos in the wild, that we are willing to throw caution to the wind to experience something new. So Liv and Hannah are best friends, traveling together, vacationing. And they're very, very different. We get this sense right away. We have Liv, who is a little bit on the wild side, a little caution to the wind, um, not the responsible one. And Hannah, who is the responsible one. And th- this is the details because it's de- from their hair to their clothes, even down to their complexion, th- you know, highlighting these huge differences between the women so we don't get them confused. Hannah has very tight blonde curls. So giving us a sense of rigidness. Her clothing is very modest. When they're on the bus going out to the outback, Hannah is wide awake and alert, very much aware of their surroundings. Liv is leaning up against her asleep, not a care in the world. So we know from the get-go, Hannah is the responsible one. Hannah is the support system. Hannah is the one in charge and taking the lead. And then Liv is a little bit of a wild child. You know, she's a carefree brunette and with the wild hair, you know, not as modest clothing, just to give us the idea that, that Liv is a little more free, a little more reckless, and a little less aware. But they're both women and this matters, right? So they come out to this hotel in the middle of nowhere. Apparently it's in the middle of a mining community. So most of the patrons are males and they're minors and they all wear the same uniform. This was a detail that I thought was also so very interesting just to kind of give us this idea of all men, but not all men. You know what I mean? She really took that and made it a metaphor. Now, I don't know if that was intentional, but that's what that I caught it. There it was. This all men, but not all men. This idea that not all men are the same, but there are these little intricacies, these little differences. 
it's it's the things that go on in a woman's head when we're in an environment where we're not particularly safe. So they're bartenders at this hotel and they're about to replace these two British girls who have been having the time of their life. It's their last day. Their last day is these girls first day and they're wild, drunk, flashing the, you know, patrons, you know, lifting up their skirts, lifting up their shirts, just having a wild time doing the nasty in the bedroom. Like it's, it's a little raunchy, right? And Already, we're, we're getting an idea. Liv is a little more carefree, a little more fun, but she's there's a, there's a shyness to her. You know, she's not as there's she's a little more not reserved, but not as her inhibitions aren't as unrestrained as these girls from the UK. So we see her interacting with the different, you know, clientele and she's a little shy a little she's very friendly whereas hannah is just on alert 24 7 a little rigid she's she's there to do a job she's there to get business done and everyone's telling you know oh smile more you should smile more you're scaring away the patrons interesting set of circumstances but i'm getting ahead of myself so these girls are working at a bar and the bar owner even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for memorial day get 15 percent off your burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25 percent off outdoor that's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There is a bit of a lush and a drunk, can't control himself. His girlfriend or wife um, named Carol, who is also the cook, is trying to keep him in line, keep him together. And they're having issues with this one patron. His name is Dolly, who seems to be a bit on the sexually aggressive side. And then you have a... Another patron who seems to be interested in Hannah, his name is Maddie, and then you have Teeth, who I thought was cute from the get-go, and then I had to check myself. See, Savannah, this is why you get yourself in trouble, because all you saw was cute. 
that where are the red flags? You know they're they are there. You just completely disregarded all the red flags and been like, oh my god, he's so cute. And Teeth seems to have a thing for Liv. Teeth is adorable. Kind of. He's a bit on the shy side. He's a little nervous around her, a bit respectful, but they're all wearing the same uniform. They all look the same. They're, they're no different from one another, but we're seeing these little itty bitty differences where we have Dolly, who's a bit sexually aggressive, Maddie, who's sexually immature, um, and is trying, is going about all the wrong ways to get her attention, but manages to get it anyway. And Teeth, who's trying to be a gentleman, trying to be respectful. And, I, I talked about this a bit in Barbarian, how Barbarian so illustrates the type of men that we as women encounter. You know, we encounter the good guy whom we're not sure what to do with him. We're, we're expecting the worst, but it turns out he is a good guy. We meet the good guy who's actually not a good guy, but he's a bit of a jerk. And then we meet the absolute predator who sometimes we don't even recognize as a predator. He just blends in with everyone else. And we we're, we're, we're see this here as well. We have the three different men that women often often encounter. This is the, the experiences of women here. We have the male who is sexually aggressive, the male who is sexually immature, and the male who is a gentleman. And and yet they all wear the same cloth. These are two women in a bar, trapped behind a bar. I thought it was such a beautiful and interesting image, visual image of them trapped behind a bar as these men are leering at them, you know, poking and prodding at them in a sense, um, rattling their cage like they're animals in a zoo. And they're trapped behind this bar and at one point they're in their bedroom and she has to trap herself in their bedroom because Dolly decides to make his way up to their bedroom like he's drunk off of his mu- off of his mind and like sir what's going on for what it, it's it's tense and it's scary and for me it was very relatable because I've been in a similar situation dealing with someone who was friendly to me but was also very sexually aggressive And what do you do in that instance? The way she handles herself, the way Hannah handles herself, the way she tries to protect Liv, who seems to be completely unaware of what's happening and the danger around her. But Hannah is so zoned in on it so close. So there are a couple of things that I just want to talk about here. Now, the movie itself is very well written, well acted, well directed, very mellow, but very tense. Typical thriller, a lot of tension, a lot of frustration, very relatable. And we're brought into this experience It's very show less tell. But there are a couple of things that I just want to highlight that I thought were just so interestingly done. So I talked a little bit about the clothing and the details, how we're shown these men as being all this, all of the same cloth with little minor differences. And a lot of times that's how women look at men. They're all the same until we notice or they show us or they give us something different. That's just the reality that we live in as women. We have to be cautious. The differences between the two women, we see this in the way they dress, their hair, their complexion, everything about them is different to remind us that these women are very, very different and even how they approach danger. Whereas Hannah is very much alert, very much aware, very self-preservation mode. Whereas Liv is just clueless, clueless, very clueless and just not paying attention. And you can tell there's something blocking there. She's been through some things. She's wanting to let go. She's wanting to be less careful, less reserved. So she's willing to ignore the danger that's clearly in her face, Whether whereas Hannah is trying her best to protect her, even going so far as to send Liv upstairs by herself in the safety of their bedroom, and she stays downstairs and deals with a sexually aggressive Dolly, who is also drunk. 
putting herself in harm's way to protect her friend. I think at least half of us have been that girl. I have been that girl. And it's a scary situation to be in. And when you're dealing with someone who is sexually aggressive, you don't always know what to do. I thought, you know, it was so realistic the way she was polite. Um, the way she kept her voice down, the way she was non-confrontational, the way at times she tried to appease him. You know, at one point she said, you know, last call, it's time for you to go. And no, it's okay. Stay, finish your drink. Tried to keep this situation as calm and de-escalated as possible until another man came and stepped in and took control of the situation. I felt like this movie does a really good job of showing what it's like to be a woman sometimes and how we handle these situations. I think this movie does such a good job of showing the importance of our instincts. And I think it's also a good lesson for young women because we always have these conversations about how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to dress when we go out to a club or to a bar. We just go out on the town and how it's never our fault. If something happens to us and it's not about the way we dress and it's not about what we drink, we have every right to say no and nobody has a right to our bodies. But I think this adds something different to the conversation as to why maybe it is important to not put yourself in those situations, to not put yourself in danger, because our greatest weapon is not our fists, it's not our feet, it's our instincts. And the last thing we need to do as women, especially when we're in a situation where we might be outnumbered, is to do anything that would dampen or inhibit or force us to ignore our instincts. Because that's what can potentially save our lives. That's what saved these women's lives, was Hannah's instincts. She knew she was in a dangerous situation, even though she's trying to tell Liv He's dangerous. She's not listening to her. Another frustration that women have is when we notice that something's not right, something's wrong, something's off, and we vocalize it and we voice it, we're dismissed. Even by other women, we're seeing this in Liv. We're seeing that frustration and that struggle in Liv, how Liv is so quick to dismiss, you know, basically, in a sense, call her dramatic. It's an interesting commentary that I think a lot of women can relate to. And I think movies like these will help women articulate these struggles because it's hard to make it make sense to men when they really don't know what it's like to be the weaker sex. Yes, we're the weaker sex. It is what it is, but we have a weapon that is so powerful and so beautiful and so amazing. And it's our instincts. I think this movie does a really good job of showing the power of a woman's instincts. All right, parental units, this is the part of the podcast where I answer your most burning question. Is this movie appropriate for my child? Short answer, no. No. So this movie is rated R for language, sexual content, and nudity. Um, By language, you have all of your major cuss words plus the um, see you, um, the see you next Tuesday word, that word as well. Uh, As I mentioned before, definitely nudity. Um... Sexual activity, definitely, because you don't see anything really. Like, you just see side boobage. That just reminded me of a funny memory, but that's another story for another time. So there's no frontal nudity, but there is the illusion of nudity because you have one girl who flashes her boobs. I'm pretty sure that same girl, like, flashes her underwear or her, you know, that place. So, no, this is not appropriate for children. I, I think if you are going to take your child, if you think, hey, my kid might like this, your kid needs to be 16 years of age or older, definitely. I don't think anything younger than that is appropriate. 
But it's like I said, I enjoyed this movie very much. I thought it was a good movie, but given the content, it's not appropriate for kids. However, I think for young women, it's a good conversation starter. Just the context of the film, I think it's a good conversation starter, good conversations to be had. But again, as I say always, you know your child, you know your family, you know what's appropriate for your kids and your family, and you know the values that you hold. So I hope that helps. Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to me rant and rave about yet another movie. So that was The Royal Hotel directed by Kitty Green. I thought it was a nice, even mellow thriller. I thought it was just very well done. And I enjoyed it a lot. So what's coming up? So I am going to see the Hunger Games in theaters on Sunday. You're going to get, if you um, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube, you're going to get, you know, a regular TikTok review. So I'll post that. However, I am going to do a full review for it, though. But you're not going to get that until November. I am actually going to make that review a $2 Tuesday for the week the other Hunger Games movie comes out. So... I have an interesting $2 Tuesdays plan for the month of November. I can't wait. But anyways, so that's what's coming up this week. So expect a little micro review of the Hunger Games on Sunday. And then next week, six days from now, I will be seeing Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh my, I cannot believe finally I am so excited I'm seeing I think it's either a 2.30 or a 3.30 showing because you know the movie's like three and a half hours long I am in favor of us bringing back the intermission yes I, I think we should bring back the intermission Gone with the Wind if you've ever seen Gone with the Wind is a very long movie nearly three hours long I think it's just shy of three hours like maybe 10 or 15 minutes and um yeah there's an intermission there's definitely an intermission in um Gone with the Wind I think we should bring that back, especially when we have more movies coming out that are hitting that three hour mark. So you had Oppenheimer, which was about three hours, and then Killers of the Flower Moon, which is um, three and a half hours. You had Avengers Endgame, I think was close to three hours. So, yeah, I mean, may as well. Let's bring back the intermission, you know, do a little pee break and they can, you know, flash the lights to let us know to come back in the theater. Like they do at, you know, I say Blumenthal because that's where I always went to go to watch the ballet or the orchestra when I was living in Charlotte. So, yeah, like you do in a regular theater. I I I say let's bring it back. So, yeah, that's what's coming up. So we have Hunger Games, Killers of the Flower Moon. I don't think I'm seeing a movie next Friday, not to my knowledge. But the week after that, we have Friday Night at Freddy's and then the holdovers. I don't have my ticket for it yet, but that is the plan. And I can't remember what I'm seeing the first week of November. I have to check my calendar. So many things got moved around. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm going to be real with y'all. I am slowly but surely considering getting a ticket for the Taylor Swift movie. So I was at the theater last night, right, to watch this movie, The Royal Hotel. And surprise, surprise, at the last minute, Taylor Swift and company decided to have Thursday showings. At first, it was just Friday, just Friday showings. And they decided at the last minute to um, give the people Thursday shows because the demand was so high. So the movie is so loud. So loud. I couldn't hear it from the theater that I was sitting in. I mean, you could hear it a little bit, but after a while, you tune it out. At least that's what I do. 
But, you know, theaters are next door to one another. Sometimes you do hear the movie next door. But even just walking in the hallway, it is so loud. And I was walking to go out and one of my favorite songs was playing, Enchanted, from her Speak Now album. It, uh, yes, I, I walked in and just started singing. I was having, So now I'm like, okay, maybe I might buy a ticket because that is like my go-to scream in the car and sing a loud song. I love Enchanted by Taylor Swift. Love that song. So that's the plan. That's what's happening. Let me know if you happen to see the Royal Hotel, if you it comes to a theater near you. I think it's kind of sort of on a limited release. I know it does have a low theater count. But yeah, that's what's happening and what's, you know, coming up. I ought to share my calendar with y'all. Um, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Or not? I don't know. But yeah, let me know if you see the movie, what you think. If you have your tickets for Killers of the Flower Moon, tell me. Tell me what time are you seeing it? What's your what are your plans? Because remember, this is a three and a half hour movie. Like, what are you doing? Are you like not drinking anything the day of and then just hoping you don't have to pee? Are you gonna get dinner afterwards? Are you gonna get dinner before? Like, what are your plans? What are you doing? Cause these are the types of movies you have to plan life around because it's so long. My plan is to go and see the movie in the afternoon, and then by the time the movie gets out, it'll be dinner time. And I can't wait. Ah. Oh my goodness. You can hear it in my voice. I'm so excited. But anyways, I'm gonna let y'all go. Y'all are amazing. I love you. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share. I'm also on Critic List. It's a new um, app for, you know, reviewing movies. I'm gonna share that with y'all in the description. So if you can just download the app. This is not a sponsored post or anything. They Nobody asked me to do this, but I'm kind of enjoying it so far. It's, it's relatively small. Not a whole lot of people on there right now, but it for those of you who are wondering what movies have you seen this year, I actually have that list on the app. It's um, movies that I've seen this year. I won't add Hunger Games in there because, oh no, I'll just add Hunger Games in there. We'll see. But yeah, I'm rambling now. So I'm going to put the information for Critic List in the description below. So you can download the app, follow me on there and see what my, the rest of my year looks like, what movies I'm planning on seeing. Um, I'll also put some of my immediate thoughts after I see a movie on that app as well. So I I can't wait. I'm excited. I love y'all. Y'all are amazing. I will see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.